Welcome to Memphis Machine, a Muddy Pig production. I'm Jonathan Bass. And I'm Carl Casperson, and together we're looking to show off the creative sights and sounds of Memphis, Tennessee. Amen. In this episode, we got to speak with Gabriel Duranzo and Greg Cravens, who are the guys behind Stoned Ninja. How about that? A brand new comic from Memphis. We're not making this up. It's it's for real. You can't make it, it up. You can't. <laughs> A huge thanks to um, Logan Walker for uh, hey Logan putting us on uh, bringing this to our attention. Uh, it was a it was a great conversation. Uh, Gabe and Greg are doing something unique and very Memphis centric, and uh, of course they have a whole kind of ethos and philosophy, uh, which we talk about in this episode. We uh, do. We get into it. Uh, they've created a really cool protagonist. Um, they are about to release the second uh, volume episode issue yes. of Stone to Ninja. And I just love how this was birthed out of a creative, almost like the comparison would be to a songwriter's evening uh, get together. Oh, right, uh, right. These guys literally like a jam session. Yeah, I, yeah. There you go. Uh, a comic book jam session. If there is such a thing. So we hope you enjoy the story of how Gabriel and Greg got together and created this comic book. Um, we even talk a little bit about some of the, the nitty gritty publishing side of it, which is uh, interesting. You know, and come to find out, most of the English written comics are uh, powered out of Memphis. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Isn't that something? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Holy smokes. Enjoy it. Well, hey, uh, welcome Stone Ninja guys. Do, do you like? Is, Thank that, is you. that is that is that a is that a way to introduce us? Stone Ninja guys or Stone Ninja straight up Stone Ninja? Yeah. Stone Ninja team. Stone Ninja team. Yeah. <laughs> to the Memphis Machine podcast. Really excited to have you guys on. Um, my, my my first thought. I texted Jonathan today, and and, and I've I probably mentioned this before, but it, you know, being musicians, everything feels like oh, that's just like the music business. That's just like you know. And so you right up right out of the gate, you guys are, are have accomplished. Uh, uh, a lot of musicians would like to accomplish, you know, getting a, a creative idea together. We endeavors of publishing. Going beyond yeah. just talking about it <laughs> and then actually having product and then attaching, uh, like we said earlier, attaching swag, other, other branding to it in order to grow it, supplement it. Yeah, it's one of those things cultivate where, it. you know, if you're in a band and you think if the right stuff would just happen, if everything right? would just come together and for some reason this, this came together without anybody forcing it which that's a lovely seems thing. to be the way that things have to happen well you're, you're, yeah. you're definitely cultivating the momentum and, and keeping it going but let's let's want to start from the beginning and kind of tell us how, how let's start in the middle and start in the middle do flashbacks <laughs> just, which yeah. is what yeah. we're doing that's with a the storytelling story. thing that's, that's kind of what like we're star doing wars man yeah. you got to tell that the the uh, sequels the, later. the original idea fresh out of university of memphis uh, graduated with a bachelor's in communication and said, I want to do movies and film and all sorts of fun stuff. And I had the idea while well, I'm sitting there playing the Ninja Gaiden video game and had just seen Drunken Master oh, yeah. a week or so before. <laughs> oh, and I said to myself, if there can be a Drunken Master, why can't there be a stoned ninja? <laughs> and yes. being a bartender, I've got plenty of free time between drinks. <laughs> And I would take that time to write on a notepad. There's always a notepad around when you're in, you know, working behind the bar too. And so I would sit there and write, you know, little bits of the story and then put it all together. And I had a pretty solid, like, uh, origin story arc, right? Prepared. Nice. 
And then flash forward uh, 14 years later, and Shannon Merritt of 901 Comics comes to me and he says, hey, man, I want to start making comics. Mm. I was like, that's cool, bud. Mm -hmm. I will buy your comic books. Mm. He's like, no, no, no. I want you to help me make the comic books. I was like, but dude, I don't know how to draw. And he's like, no, you've got the character. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I know what you're talking about. The stone ninja. Right. He's like, yeah, you're going to write it. I said, that's a problem, bud, because I don't know how to write. (laughs) (laughs) And I literally spent all of last year and part of this year teaching myself how to write an actual comic book. And I like to think it's progressing and it's getting a little bit better and better. But one of the elements of it that I was like, this is not going to work in comic book form because you don't want to read the first two or three issues of Stone Ninja and he doesn't even, you know, get stoned. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, you don't want all that backstory in your first, like, issue or two. You want to see the Stone Ninja full on action. Yeah. So I put I picked a good middle point of the story with, like in between kind of this origin piece and that origin piece and said this is where he's going to become the ninja lanty new strain of hero. Wait, wait. That yeah, we, we need to mark that. Ninja lanty. Yes, he's a ninja lanty with a purpose, okay? He's a new strain of hero. He uh, defends Reef City, which is a fictional city I made up on the reef or uh, on the reef on the East Coast. Yes. Um, somewhere probably like South Jersey or something like that, you mm-hmm. know, within driving distance of a couple of key locations. Um, and the perfect destination for a superhero team up stomp down, you know, if you're listening, Marvel, DC, anybody <laughs> else. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so part of it was like just creating this whole world around him and all the extra characters and really fleshing it out. So it's more than just this one, you know. In Midtown, I noticed. It's, it's not clown <laughs> shoes. You know, it, there's depth to it. There's, there's a lot of tricks in here. And one of the fun things that I think people realize after they put it down, they go, wait, it's not Cheech and Chong go to Japan. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not like Jay and Silent Bob, um, you know, get a hit put on them. You know, <laughs> it, it's, it's a ninja action story that has subtle stoner undertones um there's you know he's gonna hang out on the couch with his buddies and smoke weed and eat pizza Uh and play video games uh but at the same time uh when he's in ninja mode he's not like some stumbling idiot he like gains this level of focus right that he can kind of like use all these elemental magics and stuff that are uh, kind of like built into his, you know, DNA as a descendant of uh, ninjas for many centuries and stuff like that. So, so uh, it sounds like you've thought about this. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot. I mean, it's, I try and make it to like touch on the realism in society too, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that is just like. It's really kind of hard to do it until you get that exact right idea. Right. And then it's like, 
that works right there. That's perfect. And so little things like, you know, uh, the first little five pager that I had written and Greg said, you know what, you have a script, I'll try yours. And we got together and talk about it. Uh, Stone Ninja was saving a burglary attempt of a, or excuse me, a robbery attempt because they're armed. And this is one of the things Greg has taught me. I didn't know the difference between a burglary and a robbery. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently a robbery well, is armed. And be glad you didn't know because... It was the cops that explained it to me. <laughs> well, yeah. You don't, you don't want that happening. No. <laughs> and and it, it, he was saving a jewelry store from being robbed, okay? Mm-hmm. And so he's like, yeah, so what's the whole thing here? Like, you don't even touch on him being the stone ninja until he says, I'm the stone ninja, you know? And, and I'm well, like, part uh, was okay. It was, it was the teaser up until the character. The problem was that he yeah. had written a five-page fight scene. Yeah. That didn't say anything else because yeah. you were early in your writing career. And so we took that and I said, you know what? He's right. He's right. I didn't say, oh, no, my script is perfect and I don't know who you're yeah, talking l- l- to. No, he, was, l- he was ready to listen. Like, I, was, yeah, I was ready to, I was ready to listen ready to me learn. Going, you need more and, stuff. And, and kind of add some depth to it. And so that immediately first thought, what if that's a dispensary? What if that's a medical okay. dispensary? Yeah. And then they're holding them up and they're taking their weed and they're taking their money. And then I can add that social aspect of, oh, well, you know, even today in states where it's fully recreational legally, federal banks won't touch your money. And so they have to have like safes full of cash and stuff in the back. Gee whiz. And it's easy, you know, prey for, you know, these uh, evildoers and reef city wow, okay and so, so. Let, let, let's back up a, a step here so, okay. so so you guys met uh by the way chris davis did a great article yeah. on you guys we'll Thank tag you. that uh, yeah. memphis fire yeah chris, chris we, we, is a we, fine we, writer he'd been at he, it for a long time he's, he knows he's, he's, he's just a fine human being we, we are fans of, of chris uh you guys met at a, um it was like a creative mixer so to speak yeah, was, bad dog, yeah, 901 yeah. comics had decided to become 901 comics publisher yeah and uh, I went in with a, a poster saying, come to a cartooning class. I said, hey, could you guys put this poster up? I'm, I'm doing a cartooning class. And they went, yeah. Can you come to a creator's meeting on Monday and talk to some of these guys? You do comics, right? And I went, eh, I haven't done comics in years. <laughs> you know, I just, you put the poster up? Yeah, we're going to put the poster up. All right, I'll be there. Yeah, so there's all these creative people talking, you know, good game everybody's like yeah and and you know like some of them are like well i was thinking that maybe i would write this thing that was sort of like it was like she hadn't written anything and i look around and gabe's the one guy sitting there with pages i go you got a script there and he went yeah i go is it done you go yeah i was like i'm with you <laughs> i don't want to deal with these people who are sitting around going i was thinking like maybe i would write this thing See? that was kind of had an idea like no, and there's going to be fairies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and again, um, again, just like just like musicians, right? Yeah, oh, I'm sure. a songwriter. Are you? You yeah. got any songs? Got any songs? Well, some, I, got, well, I got a lot of pieces of yeah, maybe I, thoughts of, I got a whole book that, of ideas that I wrote down. Yeah, that. I got one of those, by the way. Oh, that's great. There's, so, there's so, no complete song in that damn and thing. And actually, Shannon had given me the heads up. He's like, hey, this cartoonist is coming by here. Yeah. Um, to the meeting tonight. So, you know, you might want to go ahead and bring whatever you got. Uh, up to that point, I had made it to like three or four meetings beforehand. 
and uh, Shannon called it my shoebox of ideas because I literally have a DC shoebox with like all of those notes yeah. from 14 years ago bartending that I've accumulated it till today. And He's it's apparently used the exact box. same receipt pads for 14 <laughs> years because all the pages matched. Wow. Not entirely. You know those little like bitty the... green pages that you get your yeah, bar tab sure. written out yeah, on? Yeah, guess yeah. check. Yeah. Book. Guess what his scripts are written on? Mostly I'm kidding. That. Mostly. <laughs> guess what his notes are all written on? The scripts were actually on paper, paper. But That's fine. Okay. Well, so, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of gathering that it's your first attempt to publish like the the, the first of th- oh, yeah. to, to go is that right i mean that's pretty oh, yeah. remarkable like it is. i mean i i haven't done anything i've been bartending that's for pretty, 20 years yeah, that's pretty cool i mean and first... i did win best bartender in memphis in 2010 there you go and that's you know the height of my achievement and now it's time to transcend bartending and use my creativity i think on a side side <laughs> side note <laughs> mm. are, are you glad now this, uh, this thing's popping to my head but you know uh, being creatives here, uh, there's a lot of time suckage, you know, scrolling on your phone. You're just like, you know, are, are you kind of glad you weren't on your phone all the time that you were actually kind of writing down ideas? Do, do, do you see what I'm getting at? Yep. Yep. You know, I do. T- towards um, like- I, I did spend many years, uh, like, uh, trapped in iPhone video games. Yeah. And no lie, beginning of summer last year. Mm-hmm. We had already kind of started working on this first five-page piece for the anthology for the first appearance. And I said, oh, now I've got to actually start writing, like, full comic book. Right. I want to plan to have a full comic book, 22 pages written by the time this first appearance comes out so that we're ready to start working on it. And I deleted every game from my phone. Yeah. And I gained so much free time from that. <laughs> wow. It was insane. That's Where'd all that time like, come I from? Mean, you, know, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, and, and I noticed, like, if, if I'm doing just household chores, and, you know, to where it's like, you know, bar t- if, if you're doing something that's task-oriented, your mind, if you're a creative person, your mind is reaching out to, and it, there's, there's something to how we're built to where that, that is a natural thing to where you'll be in a task-oriented, but the creative side is, is grasping for for ideas and wanting to create and, and I, I, just, I, just, I find that to be very cool that this, this was created while you were tasking as a bartender well and know. plus uh, it also looks very normal for you to be writing a note maybe it's a <laughs> liquor list yeah right or right. something while you're behind the bar instead of playing on your phone then you're like oh he's that guy oh, like am I gonna get a beer from this guy am I gonna sit at his bar for 20 minutes and wait before he even notices me because he's so trapped in his phone. Ah. Um, and I've always been, you know, a part of my job is like giving quality service. That's yeah. like the main part of my job. Show up on time, be nice to customers. They're the ones paying my bills. Hey, yeah. You know? And so I've always kind of been an anti-phone at work kind of guy. That's I'm a good not ethic. saying it's a good you know, work I'll ethic. flip at my phone every once in a while and just give it a look to see sure. what's new, but... Yeah. Now, now on, on on another side note, Greg has looks like a, a is, is caricature. Is that the right term? Caricature, yeah. Caricature. Not, not that it's going to help in a podcast, but I figure as long as I was here, <laughs> this is outstanding. Is this what I look like? Is this what I really look like? Absolutely, absolutely. That's that, pretty, that's outstanding. Pretty good. Do this I, is this is a 
very cool. Thank you He's so much. Me. No problem. Uh, uh, we'll right take up. we'll take a step back too, just to just to Gabe's point. I was yeah. in the gym this morning. Yeah. I was the oldest person in the entire building. Yes. I was the only person not seated at the equipment playing on his phone. Trying to work mm. out playing was, with your right. phone? I was using an elliptical. Everybody else was sitting down on one of the machines or another on a phone. <laughs> Five other guys. That's a thing now, huh? Working out while you're... While, yep. while, uh, huh? Well, no, they weren't working out. No. <laughs> they weren't, they weren't working in, out. No. In between reps? Is that, is that, is that the deal? Is no. That, no? No. Uh, you know, I, this is the first time I've actually seen these guys. You know, I, I, I haven't been going that long. Wow. A couple of weeks. You know, but usually I go in there, I'm like one of the, you know, two people, three people in, in the building. And I'm on the elliptical, do, you know, trying to, you know, burn off a cheeseburger's worth of, of calories. And these five or six guys wander in and I'm like, oh, okay, they're going to work out. Maybe I can make more noise and stuff. I can work with the ropes or something if they're going to be noisy, you know, because I don't want to boom, boom in the, in the room by yourself. Yeah. Every one of them sits down dead quiet. And I look around in a couple <laughs> minutes and every one of them is just sitting Either on you know, like those pads that you're supposed to leap up onto. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them's on one of the one of the sit up, you know, benches, and they're all playing on their phones. Uh, I have no idea why they were there. To be honest, it's probably <laughs> probably playing PUBG. Let's be. Oh gosh. So there, there were Pokemon in the room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had to collect them all. They caught a Liftosaurus. Yeah. A no, Liftosaurus. Very nice. Greg, you're you're an illustrator. Have been for yeah. Um, Last time I pulled a paycheck off of anybody was in 1991. Uh, so I've been freelancing cartoons and illustrations in Memphis for, you do the math. Yeah, right. It's disappointing and, and horrifying. comic strip creator? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I do a web, a web comic called hubriscomics.com. I left you some stickers over there. Oh, morning. yeah. In fact, he's got one of your stickers. So, Uh-oh. you know, take it away from me. Uh, so if you want to, if, if you want a, a few thousand, you did draw me with a devious eyebrow here. Well, yeah, you were, you were looking at your screen, and the eyebrow <laughs> went up, and it was you know kind of satanic there, dude. <laughs> and apparently, anyway, so yeah, web comic called hubriscomics.com. If you want a couple thousand dollars or a couple thousand uh, uh, cartoons about you know kayaks and bicycles and rock climbing and crap like that, go look at that. Uh, okay. Family strip called the buckets. It runs in the newspapers and at gocomics.com/slash the buckets. Mm-hmm. All right, so so and advertising crap all over Memphis. You've seen my work. Awesome. Whether you've wanted to or not, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. So so you guys make the initial meeting, you hit it off. Yeah. And and how I mean, so obviously there was some type of like, you know, when did you realize I think this 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 can be a thing? When it seemed to be the most popular thing that was in the anthology. Yeah. And people were like, when do yeah. we get to see this? When is this going into its own comic books? Like, why aren't you asking about the others? There's a Civil War story in there. There was all Twilight Zone y and everything. And there's all, you know, this, this cool looking stuff. The space and everybody, drama. Yeah. That's yeah. like, but everybody's at the very going last to page. They're fighting a super giant space octopus. And you're yeah. like, that's cool. Yeah. But everybody's going to Gabe and going, where's the comic? Yeah. Wow. And he's like, you know, hey, Greg, where's the comic? And I'm like, I. Do we have time for this? <laughs> well, I haven't, I haven't done comics, comic books since the late 80s, early 90s. And that was back when Caliber Comics existed in Malibu and crap like that. Oh, wow. You know, I know one of the Malibu editors is trying to trying to restart his, his imprint that was under Malibu years ago. Uh, and he's working with Dean Zachary here in town. But, yeah, I don't think Malibu as, a, as an entity exists, and I know Caliber doesn't. I think you yeah. can still go online and order old Caliber comics. 
Well, so, I mean, being in Memphis, being a Memphis podcast, um, I'm trying to ask here. Focus. We can edit this, right? We can edit. We can edit. No, there's, yeah, no we can there's no editing. Yeah. Take a sip of coffee. Yeah, right. <laughs> so does Memphis offer anything in particular, you know, to comic book writers, authors uh, um, in general? Other than just being a fun, supportive, creative community, there's not a whole lot going on yet. But one of the cool things about it is our publisher, Bad Dog Comics, uh, which is uh, Shannon Merritt. Um, he uh, wants to keep putting stuff out. So he's doing everything he can. They've done two anthologies total. There's a follow-up to our initial um, uh, first appearance in the first anthology. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one officially from Bad Dog Comics was our Stone Ninja number one. Number two is about halfway through as far as the colorization process goes. And we're waiting to you know get a couple of ads finalized and stuff. But we're... Great. We're getting close to having that ready to call out the people that have promised ads and haven't actually gotten the artwork. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, get your ad in. Hey, so so now in 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 the digital world, in the digital age, being that I'm I'm holding this is episode one, right? Yep. I'm how how bold or how how big is this? Like doing vinyl for musicians, actually having a physical comic is that. Uh, in a sense, you know, yes. I don't think that's changed over the years. But uh, okay, I, I, there's a certain physical aspect yeah. to comic books that's always going to be very there. pleasurable right. to have. Like, um, yeah, right. Yes, I, I and think then that's plus a comic the collectability book thing, and it hasn't changed. Okay, the collectability of sure. certain comics, you're going to want. That you, I mean, you have the digital file all day, and as you're like, "Whoa, look! I've got the digital file for Stone Ninja right. Number One." It's yeah. like it's not worth anything, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is going to be ideally worth something down the line uh and something that people can you I mean, know, for hold what it's on worth to. i've seen uh, also I mean, you yeah. can't put a digital file on a countertop yeah. in a smoke shop and people go sure huh, yeah. how much is that digital file 420 right. uh, <laughs> i'll buy that that's cool now they see the comic book <laughs> and they say hey that looks really cool right yeah um how much is it four dollars and 20 cents ha ha i get it I will also buy that comic book. And then the counter person says, oh, well, then they also do their own rolling papers. And we have their T-shirt line yeah. over here. And then uh, Which we've is got very much like sweatshirts the coming in. Yeah, yeah buy week, a CD. You know? well, right. <laughs> but what's not like the music industry, though, I mean, I've seen, you know, just traveling around and, and just here in Memphis, I mean, uh, with 901 Comics, I mean, they're relatively new, right? I mean, relatively. They've been around relatively, for two yeah. and a half years now. Right, so. I mean, uh, yeah, new. I mean, brick and mortar, you don't see pop up in the music world anymore. You know, mm. I mean, just a well, CD yeah, show, my, you know what my I mean? dad actually owned a, a store where he sold guitars and amplifiers and well, uh, I, um, CDs mostly. Well, yeah, but yeah. even even with the actual physical instruments, you know, mm-hmm. musicians would come in and hang around there all day long. Right, and he had a wall where you know, if you had your little eight and a half by eight, and a half, what, eight by ten color color glossy photo, right, you know, with all the circles and arrows, uh, people were were invited to you know put it up on the wall mm-hmm. so you know local venues come by and go hey okay there's all these different bands okay call these people um but you know he he got retirement age and sold out to his employees about the time the internet made it possible to order your less right. ball online yeah yeah and the store started struggling yeah because the world changed around it where it used to be that that was the hub if you were a musician in jackson tennessee you right. went into Cecil's bandstand. You didn't miss it. You know, yeah. that everybody went in there. And now 
you know, it, it sort of drifted away after years and years. And kind of the same way that the spinner racks and the quickie marts and grocery stores did. You used to be able to buy comic books anywhere. Yeah, right. Anywhere. Right. And now you've got to do a hard target search for a comic book shop if you want a comic book. Well, not anymore. Now, if you go into a smoke shop, you're going to go, hey, look, comic book. Yeah, I so, used to buy so comic books I, when I was a kid. I'm really interested in how, like, how, there's a convergence of, of all, of, all, of, uh, um, of the, uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, the herb culture, right? Yeah. The herb culture and, and, yeah, and cannabis also. Cannabis culture. Cannabis culture, thank you. And also the, the classic, uh, for lack of a better term, stereotype of, of, of the, the comic book hero and how all these things are converging. Um, so, so back to the story, you, you guys hook up. Well, you guys meet and 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 create this this character. Uh, there's interest. You're pleasantly surprised. You go back to creating more, and um, so present day, we're, you're almost done with the second episode. Um, uh, That's artwork. Artwork. Wise. And artwork. Uh, he's, wise. Uh, he's he's written way more than just the second. That's great. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've written issue. the the entire first story arc. Yeah, I pushed myself this summer, and I said okay, by the time number two is going to be out, I'm going to have the entire story arc yeah. ready yeah. so that uh, if we need to ramp up our scale, like my contribution is ready and the next phase for me really is going through and starting to do like layouts, like yeah. just little, I, I draw these little stick figure ninjas um, and, and put all storyboard the pages it. to yeah, 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 storyboard yeah, yeah. it yeah. with little notes. Thumbnails, but yeah, you're yeah, exactly fantastic. right. You're, you're doing little bitty drawings and working out the page. And, yeah. uh, and, and that's the kind of phase that I'm working on as I've also like, uh, issue number three, for instance, I want to say I'm on like the fourth draft now. Like I, I go through and um, when in, in my process of just writing these books, right? right. Like I don't want to be stopped. If I can't think of the perfect thing for my hero ninja to say, like I put like an X right there and go, he's going to say something. Right on. And then I move on and so- I keep going with my pages and I keep going with my story so that next time I go back and I read it I look at that and I go you know what what am I going to say here and like stop evil doer nah that doesn't sound you know like no one would actually say that you know and Greg points some of this stuff out to me sometimes he's like you know what like that line right there there's it just needs a little tweak I'm like okay, and he's like he's just, nobody. So, would so you say guys that. are self editing, right? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. So, so, far. so you're able to bounce yeah. off now. Now, so the convergence of these. So he's a like a, a cannabis activist as well. I mean, or, or there's cannabis activism, so to speak. You in know? this fictional city, right. they have a. Uh, they're in a medicinally legal area. Uh-huh. Okay, so it's kind of like the gray area for the whole cannabis culture right. right now, where there are dispensaries and people have to have like medical cards. So there's doctors that see people and we're kind of building. And this is like a kind of like a true situation that you will right. find uh, in the States where it's medicinal Right. Um, but not fully recreational. But it's it's like, hurting the criminals' profits, though. And yeah, it's hurting the criminals' profits. And obviously, there's um, the devil's know, far- lettuce. Well, there's <laughs> that was farm. They, we throw a devil's lettuce yeah, in exactly. there. The, the, the preacher, the right wing yes, preacher, right. is like yeah. the devil's he, lettuce. He, he he calls him out, you know, and he's got a lot of followers. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, but he's also kind of intertwined with some of the bad guys and. Um, there's this whole like group of like really evil 
folks on our horizon um, that are attached to corrupt politicians, the evangelical dude, the mm-hmm. illegal sales of drugs and narcotics, and like basically all these criminal elements, as well as like a pharmaceutical company. And, you know, what are we combating right, right now? I mean, that, the opioid crisis. Oh, see, yeah. that's bananas. And so yeah. we've got this whole group of evildoers that are being pumped full of opioids. So you, you've got some uh, low hanging fruit of rich story. I mean, there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of The convergence was a, was a fortuitous one. You know? It, yeah, it's, it, you know, people used to talk about, you know, this is a, a fine snapshot of society. You know, whenever you had a book come out or something, they would talk about it being a snapshot. Okay. Same kind of a thing here. You know, it just it 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 just worked out. See, I, I have a family member who grew up in a very uh, fundamentalist uh, background, and uh, they have chronic back pain, and they've been able to manage their pain. Uh, we were talking about CBD oil. Yeah. They discovered, and 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 they get a strain that's not. Uh, they don't get high, and it's strictly, and they're they're able to avoid the whole opioid rabbit trail that's when people are getting into and 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 so here's and and so that's interesting i mean so apart from like maybe the recreational use or the party use um i think um yeah i think culture is is starting to take notice of like uh, i don't have to pop oxycontin to to manage my pain yeah you don't well and maybe not for everyone but for a lot of people this is a huge benefit yeah i actually stopped by uh, modern hemp in collierville yeah and picked up their anxiety relief kit i mean we're talking like 30 bucks worth of like candy and suckers Mm -hmm. and tinctures and all this like it's like a goodie bag full of cbd yeah right and i mean i'm i had a sucker on the way here Mm -hmm. and i'm feeling nice and mellow yeah right totally legit totally legal um they carry our products out there as well and so does uh, whatever, which they have the largest selection of uh, CBD herbs um, and, you know, the ways to go about using those. Yeah. Uh, whether it's through tinctures, salves, balms. I mean, there's so much. You can literally go to dozens of places in Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. And find uh, a cure for what ails you. And we want the stone ninja to kind of come in and alleviate some of those stereotypes that you get with stoners right. and stuff like that. You know, that whole like lazy stoner thing. That's what like, I grew up with. Yeah. You right. Teaching Chong, yeah. teaching yeah. Chong, you know, culture and, the, and they're all like, yeah, man. I did too. And, you yeah. know, Hey, real quick, Memphis Machine would like to thank Snakebite for their sponsorship of the podcast. Snakebite Made in America makes the best keychain, beer, bottle opener, and folding fork church key along with their excellent professional bartending tool, the Mamba. You can check out Snakebite at www.snakebiteco.com. So when he said Stone Ninja at the first meeting and handed me pages, I I was expecting Stoner humor. humor. Cheech and Chong. Yeah, or I know, love Cheech and Chong because I was yeah, always a comic book hilarious. guy. I'm like, oh, the it's classics, like the, the yeah. Furry Freak Brothers. You know, it's it's yep. old old. You know, because uh, that was the last kind of comic books you could ever get in a in a in a smoke shop. Wow. And I like kind of try and throw like an homage to like all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be like little bits of pop culture references that you're just going to pick that up and be like, oh man, that's great 
Like that is so cool, man. Like is is that guy the dude from Die Hard? Maybe. <laughs> you don't know. You know this is this is this Hans's like great grandson? Like we don't know. It uh-huh. may it might be, you know, like we we just make it to where uh there's possibilities uh that it could connect to so many different things and we'll drop like like I said the there's a line in here where he calls our our bad guy, our mafioso boss that has a bakery, he calls him the cannoli kingpin. Nice. And he says he's uh, part Tony Soprano, part cake boss. You know, so I like <laughs> I, I kind of like to throw in that little uh, little nod to uh, other things that have you know been going yeah. on around in society, things that influence me, and all that's and it's kind a good of thing like he a can do that because I don't have I don't have any <laughs> background in any of this. Yep. I don't watch enough TV, and I'm not part of cannabis culture. Mm-hmm. I just draw pitches. <laughs> very, so, very yeah, pretty got, pictures. You know, I've got people looking at me going, really? You drew this? You can tell you didn't write it. From an artistic perspective, is, is this like doing a long form like an LP, you know, back to the music. Yeah. Uh, it, Probably, you know, yeah. like it's it's more intensive. Like you're like. Well, you know. I can knock out a week's worth of comic strips mm-hmm. in a day and a half. Okay, you know, uh, once you once you know what you're going to write, when you know, and, and you pick through it and throw out some some crap, and you keep yeah. on doing the good stuff. Yeah, it's you know that's a that's a, a limerick. You know, that's a little that's that's a jingle. So how, how much time but, is this is this yeah, taken up with comic the, book with takes everything? A long that, yeah. time. So this yeah. is is this is starting to command more attention with with your your guys' lives and, and stuff as well. As far as right now, it's like we're I've still got, in slow mode. Yeah, I've got parenting, and then I've got work, and yeah. then I've got Stone Ninja. Yeah, and like uh, any given day, while the kids at school, I am running around all over Memphis. And West Memphis attempting to get our stuff, our products in right. these different retail locations. So aside uh, from from your merch and everything like that, yeah. what, what, tell us uh, from any perspective you want. I mean, if somebody wants to get into it, I mean, what to what should they expect from the publishing world? In, in uh, just comics? getting into the comic yeah, yeah, book yeah, business. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's definitely a challenge. Uh, for the first two issues now, I have had to run around, get local businesses to support by placing advertisements. Yeah, uh, Memphis Made, wonderful people yeah. are on our back cover, first issue and second issue. And we didn't uh, have to build their ad; they had it for themselves. That was a good thing. Heck yeah! Whatever <laughs> is Plug and definitely play, right? one oh, of the yeah. big yeah. sponsors. We have. Uh, Normal Memphis, that's the National Organization for the Reformation of Marijuana Laws. Uh-huh. Uh, the national chapter, I contacted them. I you know, haven't been able to get in touch with them directly, but a local chapter found me and said, hey, man, I love your comic. I started following you on Instagram and saw what you were doing. Pretty cool stuff. And since then, we've you know met up a couple different times and got to talk over what I'm doing with the comic book yeah. and uh, we'll be a part of their first ever hemp fest uh, 420 uh, 2019 in yeah. Overton Park they're mm-hmm. gonna do a major hemp fest there's gonna be booths for all sorts of CBD uh, companies and stuff like that and vendors and we're gonna be there uh, with our comic book and our you know yeah uh, merchandise and that'll be our first official booth as we try and 
join up into other festivals throughout not only the Mid-South, but the entire United States. So let me ask you this. So in, in, in like being a musician, I got way away from the question. No, 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 no. But, but like, but what, but what I'm wondering about, and I'm sure maybe our listeners who are looking to get into, um, comic book or just publishing you know self-publishing uh and, and like a musician if you get a, a, a some music together you, you get interest it starts to grow some legs and go places what what how how, how have you locked it down to protect you know either copyright or did you, you get a lawyer or is this like yeah, is, is yes like, lawyer how, how fees man i have an that international out? or an intellectual property lawyer right on retainer yeah. Uh, the first issue has been sent out for copyright. We have a trademark pending on the name Stone Ninja. Right. We have a trademark pending on a new strain of hero. We have the first appearance is fully copyrighted. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have the Stone Ninja Comics LLC. It's officially a business. Right. We have, you know, our employee identification number. We've got, you know, the business bank account. We've where, where was the tipping point where you guys thought, like, yeah, we we got to lock this down. It's it's time. Uh, when the first appearance came out, November fifteenth of last year. Wow. Uh, I took, I think maybe a week or two before that, and I took the digital files and sent them off for copyright. Yeah. Now. After the first issue came out in May of this year, I finally got word back from the copyright folks, and they wanted things clarified. And at about that time, I was like, okay, we need to go ahead and work on the trademark. Um, I researched you know, some uh, stuff on the internet and did my own kind of, like, can I do this buy myself and save some money right. and realize that really it would be ridiculous for, for me to like try, to try and, that. Yeah. Do yeah. that. The sending in the copyright was easy enough, but then they're like asking me questions like this and this, and you need a form that says this. And I'm like, uh, okay. Right. So I just, uh, reached out to a friend of mine who's doing that kind of stuff. And he was more than happy to help me out. I'm sure because he's getting paid. Yeah. But he also thinks it's a great story. Yeah. They've got a signed copy at their office and they're like, oh, this is so cool, but, man. But, you, well, but, but at this point now, you guys feel pretty good to where it's like, look, th- this is protect. I mean, to where it's say like, if, if it were to, if Jackie Chan were to be like, hey, I love this, we're, we're, we're going to, we're going to shoot this. this. Yeah. This is like, yeah. it's ready. Yeah. It's ready to, it's ready Jackie to enter, it, it's, it's, it's ready to enter yeah. the world there's of enough, commerce. Yeah. There's a, ner- there's enough material to do a good pitch yeah, for a complete story arc. And that's um, one of the things I'm thinking about. Yeah. Well, that's well, kind of what I was getting at. So yeah, the back, whole, the back whole to pitch your question, thing. Yeah. Gabe is actually doing more than most of the people that I run, have ever run across who say, you know, I'm going to write a comic book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, I've watched many people since the late 80s or middle 80s when I, when I moved to Memphis. I watched a lot of people dabble in comic books. It's easy to dabble. Yeah. That, that is true. Because yeah. what happens is, yeah. as a child, you see comic books, you want to draw comic books, and you get all excited about making comic books, and then suddenly you just say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to print my own, I'm going to publish my own, I'm going to be a publisher, and you forget. You know, If you started off thinking, I'm going to draw comic books, well, give that up, because you're going to be a publisher now, and you, you, you don't think that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
you know, you 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 say, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna write them and I'm gonna draw them and I'm gonna publish them myself. It's a it's a gigantic business. There's an industry built around that. Right. So a lot of people dabble and then have to back off, and it becomes a giant pain in the butt. And you get out six or seven issues, and you do what you can with it. Uh, now with comic cons popping up, yeah. You know, of course, Memphis has got one that's 37 years old now. <clears throat> But, uh, you know, there are brand new popular ones springing up. You can, you can do that now better than you could 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen anybody do what Gabe's doing, which is say, okay, I had this idea. It got turned into a comic book. Now let's, let's put all this other stuff into place and start, it, you know, start being a business. Yeah. You know, I'll pay the lawyer. I'll do the legwork. I'll, you know, a lot of people don't. A lot of people's like, you know what? This is publishing, and I'm not a publisher. I want. I just wanted to draw pictures, and they, yeah. you know, they wander off. This is. So so I mean, is, this this it is definitely this may do the same thing. But I, right I now, had that moment where it was like nobody else is going to sell this. <clears throat> okay, right. like I've got to go out there if I want it to succeed. Yeah, I'm going to make this happen for us. And so that's why I'll run all over town with, you know, boxes full of T-shirts and rolling papers and try and pitch. And uh, go all the way out to, to Denver, Colorado. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'll, I go into smoke shops and say, okay, you need to carry my comic book. Yeah. And trying to convince these folks to just throw my comic book on their countertop. They don't sell comic books. Yeah. But the folks that we're getting these comics in front of, maybe they don't go into a comic book shop all the time. So it's nice to just be able to give them that kind of, and, and see that confidence that I had in our product kind of paying off. Yeah. Uh, we've sold in Memphis alone over 100 copies off of smoke shop countertops. Yeah. And we're looking to expand uh, my, nest, my next test market is Denver, Colorado, where I'll be heading next month, about a month away from now. Um, I have a comic book signing planned at Mile High Comics Mega Store, which is like a Costco only for comics <laughs> and Toys and collectibles. It is the biggest comic book shop in the United States. Where is that? Denver, Colorado. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. And so the Mile High uh, was the dead giveaway. <laughs> and, oh, and, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's that's scheduled for <laughs> Saturday the nineteenth, and I'll be there a couple days on either side of it, and I'm going to be doing the same thing I do here. Yeah. I'm literally going to be running all over Denver, going into every dispensary I can find going to every comic book shop in the city and saying you need to carry my comic so book being a being a bartender with it being a I've bartender has groomed you for sales hasn't it being a bartender has I, like i've been told like- i could sell cars before and never really interested me uh i recently had to explain to somebody that my entire life as an adult has been about getting people you know, drunk and stoned and stuff <laughs> and altering people's mental states. And I was like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. I just, I basically just get people effed up. 
that's, and that's, that's my whole job. You're Tony Robbins, something. Tony years. Robbins with a, with a gallon of whiskey, <laughs> basically, <laughs> and a uh, bushel of weed. And it works to your advantage, <laughs> you know. But I, and, I keep, I keep yeah. using the word momentum. But there's good momentum happening, right? I mean, yeah. It, 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 so it's, far, everybody, I, I haven't got much in the way of negative feedback yeah if there have been any disappointments along the road so far we'd kind of we'd already be talking about well do we need to be doing this everybody is enjoying any bad disappointments other than i wish we could work faster yeah Yeah. right yeah Yeah. everybody's just waiting that's the question now is not hey do you guys uh have more of that issue number one everybody's asking about issue number two now great and so it's like when i go in there they're like okay how about that issue number two or when's the next thing coming out and that's part of where the merchandise helps out yeah because where it might take us five months to make a really awesome comic book it will take just a couple of weeks to get a couple hundred uh hoodies here in the memphis area yeah. So we've got merchandise kind of coming out in between these comic books and to keep people kind of interested. Uh, having the roller rolling papers is really fun because that inside flap of a rolling paper is generally useless until you add it to a comic book and all of a sudden we stick a panel <laughs> on the get inside flap. Joe, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Joe. we're uh, bubble gum right. and there's we're bazooka joeing yeah. our our rolling yeah, papers. That's we're brilliant. making it's like really a little brilliant. comic. It's, it's great, and we're working on you know because it's a pretty small space, mm-hmm. um, and we we have a limited amount of room there. But we're trying to make it where each time you pick up a pack of these papers, every time we put in a new order for these papers and different sizes and stuff like that, it's going to be a different comic yeah. on that inside flap. Yeah, that's, and so, that's thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? Like, like keep that. people kind of coming back and interested and if people's in short-term memories are interfered with, they could read it several times and still be entertained. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking a little bit earlier about maybe some more of the, the nerdy technical side of actually trying to get this to... Uh, <laughs> you didn't hear that, did you? No, 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 no. So, so maybe some of the nerdy side of uh, getting your product to print to fruition. There's a good word, oh. you know. Like, like, yeah, like you've well, you've transcended the realm of dabblers, and you got a story arc, and you got someone who can draw, and right, and now, so well, even before that, yeah, I, I literally in the last year have learned how to write a comic book. And, and like how, how did you do of like the script and stuff like that? Just maybe, like maybe like within uh, the genre, just learning the yeah the like, form. There's, there's nuts and bolts to writing, just like there and is to music or anything sure. else. It's actually very similar to a movie script in a way that you're sitting there, and each panel, if you think of it, is almost like a shot, and each page or two pages is a scene. And so I'm sitting there, and I can write out like panel to panel what's going on and then i go okay i know this guy's gonna say something to this guy in this thing but i know what's going on in the next panel so i'm gonna keep writing that and so like just learning kind of the format of how to to build this story and doing dialogue is something like even when it was a movie idea you know it's dialogue super important sure so it's like that was one of the things that scared me off actually writing a script is because I could never really think of the right words, you know, or he's going to say something, but like this, you know, yeah. and just 
having the confidence to just say, you know what, I'm writing this story, mm -hmm. whether you like it or not, brain. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, and saying I'm going to think of the good words. I'm going to think <laughs> the of the good words. The well, best, you know, you have words. to be really, you know, it, uh, you have to be really efficient when you're writing a comic because I mean, it's, I mean, you, you don't have just pages and pages and pages. You know, you got to you have to imply well, a lot of things with, with two. You know, well, which is you, fun. You, to, one of the fun uh, things that he, uh, uh, Greg, has actually imparted on me is just the fact that hey, bud. Sometimes all your words you want to say don't fit on the page. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like you've got I don't have two people room. having a long conversation and you've given me a panel. <laughs> <laughs> you've got two guys saying three things each in a panel. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to take a little rewriting. You know, do you want to do it or do you want me to? And the, 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 there was actually a splash page where they're all hanging out and they're kind of like, Almost, you know how like when you're sitting around watching TV with your friends smoking a bunch of weed, and you're like you're making fun of what's going on that TV. <laughs> like, hey man, like she said this. Oh, this is funny, you know. And like, kind of they're so they're interacting with the TV. They're uh -huh. talking to each other, right. but it's kind of going with the story of what's going on and stuff. And I had this really cool idea for it was like, yeah, man. And the word bubbles will kind of like interact. And he's like, if I do it like this. One, we have two panels, maybe three panels worth of words that aren't going to fit on your page. And all of the word bubbles are right on the crease of the comic. And so that was when I had to experience in the very first issue having to totally rewrite three pages of the comic oh, wow. to yeah. make it work. Yeah, and I liked his idea. And I didn't tell him all that stuff until after I'd blocked it out in... I use Illustrator to, to, to do all the layouts and yeah. you know, put in all the lettering, put in all the boxes, you know, framed it the way you wanted it framed and went, I can't, I can't make this work. Mm. Yeah. I've pulled things apart, which I don't want to change the pace. He does actually, Gabe's got a good sense of pace. Yeah. That hasn't been our problem so far. Mm. You know, there's a lot of people who write a 22 page comic book and you look at it and you go, what about these seven pages where not a whole lot happens and then you got a fight scene for three pages and then not a whole lot happens for the last, you know. We haven't run across that. We've, we've been doing good. But this two-page spread that he, he he saw in his head, yeah. rather than block it as a scene, he was seeing a two-page comic book. Mm. And it's like, physically doesn't work. Wow. Got to break yeah. that down. Got to pull it apart. It, and, it, it's like writing a pop song, you know. It's like three and a half minutes, man. You get, yeah. you get, you get four minutes, man. It's like, ah, uh, it's... You know, fight mm -hmm. scene, chorus. Yeah. What's the, you know, oh, well, and that's yeah. part of the fun too is when it comes to fight scenes, uh -huh. I can just like block off like two or three pages and just write fight scene. Fight scene. Yeah. And I just turn yeah. that over to Greg. Speaking of which, oh, the, the no, action is drawn. Fun, I mean, the action's great. Oh, Good thanks. job. Thanks. Yeah. And, and, and Chris uh, in his article talked about you, you had to do a little weapons research yeah. to get that down. Yeah. yeah uh, he described, you know, he said, you know, okay, he throws these knives and I'm already throwing knives. And I drew the little knives that were, that popped into my head. Yeah. And he said, that's, that's not the knives <laughs> he's supposed to throw. I'm like, all right. So the next time Gabe came over, I get a knife. You know, he's like, I, I found this in the shop. I, I put a new handle on it. Have, this is a kunai. This is what you got to draw. I was like, 
this will make things a lot easier. And yeah. I promptly dropped it and nearly took my toe off. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's not even sharp, but it's, you know, it's pointy. Yeah. You can do yourself damage. <laughs> you know, you're horsing around going, nah, I'm a ninja. Oh, that's going to ruin that shoe. I'm a toeless ninja. Yeah. ninja. Yeah, I'm the <laughs> ninja with, with no left foot. <laughs> So have you ever done anything like the exercise where, you know, you write an essay and say it's a page or two pages and then you have to write one page and then you have to write the same idea with a paragraph and then get it down to where it's basically a sentence or two? Um, no. We've done that with some of the <laughs> sales. No, we've right, done we'll that, that with that the sales yeah. material. True, true. Now we I have- took three pages of his sales material packet and had to, you know, wedge it down and we were doing a pitch for a, another publisher. And, you know, it's like, no, we can't, this has got to be a paragraph, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we, 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 have, we have disassembled some things. And as far as it being an exercise, like I'm some sort of trained writer yeah, in that no, sense, absolutely not. Yeah. But, yeah, we have found ourselves sitting there like I can pretty much uh, bring it down to the, the tagline of uh, it's a story about mm. a young ninja who finds a mystical strain of ninja weed mm-hmm. that gives him his superhuman ninja abilities, things that you would associate, powers that you would associate with a ninja, like running on walls, defying gravity with amazing flips, or disappearing in a puff of smoke. Mm-hmm. His smoke just happens to smell like weed. Ah, or near yeah. ESP. Yeah, well, he he can like sense things, man. Yeah. He he gets in this focused zone, and he can control elements of nature that like normal people cannot. Yeah, and whether that's like fire or smoke or superhuman speed, like he can tap into all of this stuff um, just by getting stoned. Wow. So, um, in, in working with the pub, with Bad Dog, um, they. Can you can you describe like what is it they provide? I, I know you've you've discussed uh, your 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 boots on the ground, reaching out to to vendors for uh, for support, you know, for for sponsorship. As far as like distribution. And so so like Bad Dog is is, is actually physically printing. Well, they're not doing the printing. Okay. Uh, now they have set up like they contact an actual print company and they do all of that side of it. Although what we send them is pretty much edited, ready to go. Mm-hmm. All they have to do is take our file and send it to somebody else. On demand print digital it. printing. Yeah, right. Um, we have the benefit of them being associated with 901 Comics. So anytime we do a launch or a premiere, it's going to come out of there. Uh, we usually and Shannon do it gets with into the signing. car and drives all over the mid or all over the, the yeah southeast. Yeah, well, he's been up to the Midwest too, and yeah. he's uh, been all over Illinois, um, Indiana. So he wants to Kentucky. be a publisher. So yeah. he's going out and doing the legwork until Knocking we can get his also. So yeah, when we get this thing to the point where it can go into the big distributor catalog. Yeah. That's you know that's that's the next that's, big that's the, that's the next big step up. Yeah. yeah, and he definitely has the intention of doing that. Right now, what we want to do is build up a handful of issues to be able to say, okay, here we go. We'll give you these three or four issues um, monthly. Yeah, you know, and and make that accessible to all of the four thousand plus English speaking retailers or English comic 
English English language comic book retailers huh. in the United States, Canada, and Europe. Right. Uh, those are all handled by Diamond Distribution, which is actually out of Memphis, Tennessee, which really? is really convenient. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Right. Every comic book in That's North right. America yeah. that has the English language in it comes out of Diamond Distribution I didn't know that. out of Memphis, wow. Tennessee. Now... <laughs> I did not expect that to be said. Here we've got that advantage where we can walk in the door and talk to somebody if need be. And Shannon has contacted people about it. We want to make sure though we've got enough content yeah. to where they can say, "Okay, we'll yeah, put you, you in our catalog." We're all in our in our spare time, and we'll get another issue out when we can. Yeah, yeah. you gotta have, you gotta be able to say, "Okay, we're about to we're about to go monthly." Are you ready? Wow. And one of the fun things that we're looking to do with Stone Ninja specifically, and not necessarily the other Bad Dog comics, is there's 4,000 plus comic book shops, but there's over 24,000 dispensaries, smoke shops Mm -hmm. in the United States alone that we, I mean, we're literally our potential retailers is like 600% more if if we want to try and bring these folks in and just getting it in front of it if we get half if we get 20% of those 24,000 that's like doubling our retailers man wow it's uh, the potential to get this in a whole different new market for comics um, is incredible. And I would hope that uh, ideally, whether we spin off our own stories and uh, from Stone Ninja, uh, maybe we'll see kind of an influx of like comics in places that are not comic book shops. Right. Uh, one of the fellow Bad Dog Comics uh, publications is called Cryptic. And it's about cryptozoids. You guys familiar with them? No. Uh, no. You know, Bigfoot. You got to do a cryptozoology oh. podcast with exactly Bigfoots and swamp monsters Crypto- and stuff. Yeah. Wow. Swamp monsters. Right, right, there's right, right. a there's a Memphis one that she has planned, but she's put out a comic book, and like us. Uh-huh. Okay, we yeah. want to get it in as many comic book shops as we can. Right, but I also want to get this in front of people that might not necessarily go in front of a comic in, into a comic book shop to purchase this. Right. She's reached out to the Cryptozoology Museum, like the National Museum, about them carrying her comic book. And I'm like, that's exactly what you need to that's do. Great. Get it in front of your target audience, even if that target audience isn't in the comic book shop. Especially so, if your target audience exactly. isn't in the comic book. You know, exactly. it, it, it reminds me a little bit of like when Starbucks was first starting to push music. I thought I thought it was yeah. kind of weird, but now now it's so common. Now it's like just it's normal. Yeah. You know, they have a playlist. They've got some artists. I, I don't I'm going to do a comic doing. called Old Ninja, and it's it's going to be a retirement home. It's going to be in all <laughs> retirement homes everywhere. That would be great. <laughs> I'm going to do like Doctor Ninja. It's going to be in doctors' waiting rooms, at, right next to the Highlights magazine. <laughs> Yes, dentist ninja. <laughs> dentist ninja. Oh, God. Right next to the yachting magazines and in the, in the oh, he rooms. can throw the kunai and take their teeth out. Like that's right. Just just knock a tooth out. Yeah, just like open wide. Pretty soon, all bad guys will be toothless. Very important. Oh gosh. So podcasting ninja. You need to think about that. Oh wow. Wow. 
Uh, so, hey, we'll ninja. quote you some prices on some five pagers. <laughs> so, okay, so uh, currently available where? Where, 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 where? where do we get Stone Ninja? Well, first of all, we have StoneNinjaComics.com. Yes. Uh, that's going to be where you can contact me directly for any of the stuff, and I'll ship it to anywhere. Oh, Our get, first get a, get a online order. You get a came. shirt and a sticker and oh, papers. Great. Yeah, you yeah. need a, you need the bu- what what are we calling the, the, bundle. the bundle? The bundle. Get the bundle. The Actually, the bundle? one that we have now is the Stone Ninja starter kit, and that's going to have <laughs> a signed and remarked copy of Stone Ninja number one. That's where we scribble on it. Yeah, yeah, we scribble. We, we totally you destroy of it by draw, your by comic writing book and drawing by it. scribbling on the cover. That's, that's and great. then you get a pack of the Stone Ninja brand rolling papers, one hundred percent pure hemp. Uh, you get a sticker pack that has a handful of cool stickers. Okay, uh, n- well, that was with the the original bundle. We did actually have a kunai. There was I a went and I got kunai the wow. cosplay kunai. You can't get and those things. What try, I did? <laughs> you try to try, try to locate those things if you don't want to order ten thousand at one they, time. Oh wow! Yeah. What I did is I took the crappy red ribbon that they had wrapped around the handle and I removed that. And then I sat there and took hemp rope oh, and actually twisted it by hand for like, I think, 30 of these things. Oh, man. Just like sitting there, choo, 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 wrapping so them up. So if you got one of the original bundles, yeah, save that kunai, kunai, hang it on the wall because we're having trouble getting more. And hey, we do know a fabricator. <laughs> hey, 3D print those bad boys. Well, and then oh, in the bundle, you also get one of the stone ninja logo t-shirts which are like there's the black with the green stone ninja there's a gray with green stone ninja mm-hmm. and then a green with a white stone ninja on it and that's available in this starter kit uh, but if you get online and you just hit the contact us and request any of those items individually we can get you uh, if you're here in memphis tennessee you can get it at 901 comics you can get it at the Seller Comics in Bartlett. Yeah. You can get it at the Wild Hair Smoke Shop on Madison. By the way, big thanks Logan, to Logan, yeah, Logan for hooking us up with you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah Logan, Logan Walker, he's a good guy, outstanding man. guy. And uh, also, all three whatever locations mm-hmm. will have the comic book, the T-shirts, the rolling papers, and they actually do carry the... I think whatever has actually sold more T-shirts than the comic shops have now. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. Oh yes, they've they've sold about a hundred T-shirts for us. Yeah. Um, they are also going to be in the next two weeks getting the Stone Ninja hoodies. Oh, they'll be the exclusive retailer on those for the time being until we expand. Um, nice. But we've got zip ups and pullovers in gray and black, and they're really cool designs. And those will be available soon. Um, and let's see other retailers. There's Tobacco Zone on Germantown Parkway. There's Modern Hemp in Collierville off of New Byhalia Road. Uh, there, that's a CBD store where they have like all of the cool CBD stuff now, and uh, they are featuring our products as well. So, and then and there's you, a couple you would of like things to out feature Stone Ninja and your retail outlet. Yeah, <laughs> just contact us. Yeah, we're very um, <laughs> open to selling more products it, it helps doesn't it i mean it's, yeah. it's a huge it's business definitely. it's all about yeah. business that's good business yeah currently um uh, i i learned how to write a comic book last year so i'm going to try and learn at business this year that's great I, I i was trying to give him a, a copy of small business for dummies and he said he's not a dummy 
so you didn't want to read it. <laughs> the truth is, I already have that book. Okay. I already have small business. I think I've got an idiot's version yeah. and a dummy's version, just in case I'm one and I've, not the I've other. I've had my copy so long that the the cover is actually sort of UV burnt from being on the bookshelf. <laughs> Well, Greg, Gabriel, thank you so much for hanging out today. This this has been a great hang, and I'm very excited for you guys. And uh, Thanks for having us. Oh, thank man, you for talking this, to this is very it's cool. It's a pleasure to come by and run our mouths. This is great. It's great. Keep your eyeballs peeled for Stone Ninja. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Well, I'm, I'm, I now want to plant an herb garden. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Big thanks to Gabe and Greg. And, and what, Carl? I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, I want. I want to thank uh, Greg again for the caricatures he did of us. Oh yeah, yeah. We got caricatures. Still got yours. And yeah, it's hanging right. It was hanging. Is it falling down? <laughs> uh, well, sorry, Greg. It was Greg, hanging up in my office. But Greg was able to capture the uncanny likeness of both of us. Your eyebrow and my. I look like and, a villain. And, and my goatee. You are a villain. Uh, um. Look out for episode number two, which is coming out, or maybe already out by the time this uh, this releases. Um, but the guys at Stone Ninja are doing something fun. It's just a fun read. Uh, I can't wait for the movie. <laughs> See you guys next time. See you guys. Thank you.